Welcome to Tech Talk Digital Supply Chain Podcast, where we will help you eliminate the noise and focus on the information and inspiration that you need to transform your business, impact supply chain success, and enable you to replace risky inventory with valuable insights. Join your Tech Talk host, Corinne Bursa, the 2020 Supply Chain Pro to Know of the Year. With more than 25 years of supply chain and technology expertise and the scars to prove it, Corinne has the heart of a teacher and has helped nearly 1,000 customers transform their businesses and tell their success stories. Join the conversation, share your insights, and learn how to harness technology innovations to drive tangible business results. Buckle up, it's time for Tech Talk, powered by Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, Scott Luton with Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's very special show. On this episode, we're really excited to be kicking off a brand new series. It's Tech Talk, that's right, Tech Talk, the Tech Talk Digital Supply Chain Podcast powered by the team here at Supply Chain Now. And we're gonna be introducing the leader of the Tech Talk podcast here momentarily. So stick around. It's being led by the one and only Corinne Bursa. So you're going to want to know a lot more of her story, what Tech Talk's going to be about, and you know how it's going to be working hard, just like we do, to raise your supply chain IQ. So stick around. Hey, before we introduce Corinne and dive into that conversation, quick programming note, if you enjoyed this conversation, you can find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, including the new Tech Talk podcast series, T-E-K-T-O-K is what you search for. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single thing. Okay, so Corinne, welcome in. Corinne Bursa, we're so excited to have you here as our featured guest in this first episode. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I am so excited to be here and to work with you and the Supply Chain Now team. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I know we will, and you and I know each other well. We've, we've rubbed elbows for quite some time. I've, learned, I've already learned a ton from you, and, and I'm so excited that we can have our audience and, and the growing community also pick your brain and learn from your expertise and, and your experience. So this is really a joy to be a part of. Well, I've been a, a Scott Luton fan for years. Um, as you know, we, we met volunteering in the industry, um, so I think both of our hearts were, were in serving others at that time and still there now, and, uh, and it has been so exciting to watch as you've established and grown Supply Chain Now, so it, it's a real honor to, to join the team and to add another asset into your portfolio. <laughs> well, uh, this, this is big news, big launch, and we're really excited about it. So let's start, if we could, there's some big Big, kind of big picture objectives that, are, that will make up Tech Talk programming. If you could share those with our audience a bit first. Absolutely. So I would say one of the things that's going to be really unique about Tech Talk is that we're going to be focused on the digital supply chain. So what I mean about by digital supply chain is how do we bring the technology that's driving decision making to enact improvements in that actual physical supply chain so that we're merging those disciplines together. And we'll spend time talking about why it's important, what's working, what industries are seeing great results. Um, and we'll invite a few, uh, a few friends from the industry, a few CSCOs to, uh, to come and share their perspective as well on just the importance of both technology and physical changes to really revolutionize what we're doing on a global basis. Love it. You've got me already. So I am subscribed or bought in. Let's go ahead and knock out five episodes today. How about that? Excellent. 
Excellent. Excellent. Now tell a few friends, right? Let's, let's share the news and, uh, and build the audience. Absolutely. And that's, that, as we all know, is such a re- huge, rewarding part of this journey, hearing from the audience, hearing their expertise, their questions, their experiences. So I know that'll be a big part of, of Tech Talk. Okay. So now that we've got some of the main themes established, right? really relevant main themes in terms of what folks can expect. Let's learn a little bit more. Let's peel a layer of the onion back and learn a little bit more about how the series kind of originated, Corinne. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been around this theme of educating and inspiring around digital supply chain. And and what it comes down to is how do we harness those capabilities and technology to drive tangible business results? Mm. How do we bridge that gap? And I think one of the compelling areas that come to mind is we hear so much about digital transformation and what does that mean and where has that transformation occurred and what are some of those results. And if we think about it in the simplest of terms, it is the opportunity to replace risky inventory investments with valuable information and still provide great customer service. Mm. And so I think that when practitioners, whether they're in the physical supply chain role or in digital roles or roles that bring those together, they can really appreciate how important it is to bring these elements together and to leverage technology where technology can add value and insights and automation. Um, So I'm really excited um, just about the topics in general and to get feedback from our audience on particular areas they'd like to learn more about or maybe share some of their insights and what's been successful. Well, you know, uh, there's going to be no shortage of feedback. Our audience always brings it, always delivers. Uh, It's like the old uh, U.S. post office adage, when rain and snow, (laughs) the mail's coming. Uh, It's it's that reliable. So I, I look forward to this new series and how it'll play in the audience. So, you know, what our team is really excited about, or at least what what I'm really excited about is to be able to bring in a very experienced and expert but different point of view and to Mm -hmm. offer that programming, especially in a niche like digital supply chain, like supply chain tech, because despite, of course, we always hug on the people of supply chain, right? Because they're still so critical and and the technology empowers those people when, when applied successfully. But gosh, there's so much going on in this world of supply chain tech, freight tech as it's called, logistics tech, you name it. And this program will be able to really tap into not only your expertise, but a lot of your guests and the audience expertise in this niche. And if I might add, I'm very partial, but um, I'm partial for a big reason. Uh, Corinne and I have collaborated on a variety of events in the supply chain industry going back 10, 12 years, panel events, keynotes. I remember one of the last in-person events we did together is, is where you led a, uh, an SNOP, Lunch and oh, Learn yes. of Sorts. Uh, that was a, a lot of fun. We had a great time that day. A lot of great time, and we got a lot of great feedback. So to be able to offer that digitally to current audience and future audience that's more dialed in on this topic, I know that this is going to be uh, a great and successful new series. So those are some of the things I'm excited about, and I can't wait uh, for more of our audience to see it. It will be. All right, so let's shift gears a little bit, Corinne, because one of the main thrusts of this new episode is we want to get our audience, to some degree, comfortable with Corinne and and understanding more about your background and your story. And that's what we want to do here. So, you know, we talked about our kind of our joint history. Uh, you mentioned the industry association. We had a lot of fun on those board meetings. I don't know if you remember way back in the day. <laughs> I 
Um, I've talked about some of the keynotes and other joint events. The other thing that, Corinne, you, you never brag on yourself. I should, though, because not only have all of those events and the content and what you've done professionally, you know, it's, it's turned a lot of heads. And in fact, just one of those accolades here recently, in recent months, you were named the 2020 Supply Chain Pro to Know of the year. I'd love to borrow, borrow that trophy at some point in time so I, I can feel like I'm somebody. <laughs> it's such an honor. I mean, it really is an honor when, when you consider all of the great brains and, and practitioners uh, that are in the marketplace. So, um, you know, it, it's kudos to the entire teams that I've worked with and, uh, and the opportunities that I've had. Um, so I'm really honored by that. And, uh, and I hope to, uh, to do it proud and to share some of that knowledge and expertise with our audience. Undoubtedly. So as we're teeing all that up, let's dive into your personal background, your professional journey. Let's start there. Share more about, you know, what's gotten you here. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, when I was thinking about this and I thought about my career choices and different jobs I've had, that my technology and supply chain background actually reached back pretty far. One of my first jobs that was not babysitting, you'll appreciate this, I was 13 years old. And I had a neighbor who owned two home improvement and lumber yards. And he asked me to come to work after school and on Saturdays. And, you know, the money was good. And I said, sure. And what I found is that I got roped into my first enterprise application deployment. Mm. We were replacing this old behemoth punch card system <laughs> that was, the machine was like six feet wide. I mean, it looked like you could jump in it and drive away. Powered um, by vacuum tubes, was it? Oh, it was crazy, Scott. <laughs> it was hysterical. But it taught me a lot about business and opened the doors to some early technology adoption and interest on my part. You know, my contributions were not very glamorous. I spent a lot of time organizing um, customer account numbers and uh, item masters and accounts payable and receivable general ledger information. But all of that is critically important as a foundation for supply chain today. So it's just kind of interesting that at age 13, I did my first enterprise-wide application uh, rollout for an integrated accounting system at the time. So kind of funny to look back on. It's fascinating. It is, yeah. it, is, it is fascinating. And the other thing that really makes me think of is especially in global supply chains that are so transactional driven these days, to kind of have a foundation in that and at 13 years old, I mean, what an advantage. I had no idea where that was going to take me. But uh, at 16, I went to work for, um, for Sears. And, uh, you know, some of our audience are probably thinking, Sears, you can't even go to a Sears uh, today. But at the time, they were the number one retailer in the world. I got a job as a commission salesperson at age 16 selling personal computers and camera equipment and, and vacuum cleaners. So some, some high ticket items for Sears. But I mentioned that because it introduced me to cycle counts, physical inventory counts, and some pretty sophisticated inventory tracking measures. Mm. And I'm saying that kind of tongue in cheek because we had a clipboard where we kept track of all the high value items and just how many we had in stock and when we expected to receive more, et cetera, you get the idea. We were scratching them off and adding them on on a regular basis. So we had to do that every day because we didn't want to disappoint the customer, right? I didn't want to write an order, ring them up, and not have the product available. Mm -hmm. So very early, again, age 16, I'm bringing together these concepts of inventory availability and customer satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting just to see 
how they kind of chained together over time and uh, and worked into um, what eventually became a career. It's fascinating. It it really is. When I think, especially when I think about what I was doing at age thirteen and sixteen, I mean, <laughs> to, to have this type of foundation, one of the strongest foundations perhaps that I've come across in recent interviews, and even not just business experience, but some of those supply chain management concepts that you, that you alluded to, technology and otherwise. All right, so now let's talk about college, right? Let's talk about, you know, where'd you go to school and what did you major in, Corinne? So um, we're here in the Atlanta area, and I went to Auburn University, which is not in Atlanta for those of you that are, are not in the South, but it's not far away. Um, and I fell in love with the South. So I grew up in South Florida, which is really the northernmost state in the South, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, but very different than living in, in the heart of, um, uh, of Southern hospitality which I fell in love with. And um, at Auburn, I studied business finance. Supply chain wasn't a discipline that was even taught at that point in time, but we did manufacturing and operations research and um, a number of other things that involved looking at business valuations and making decisions on inventory positions, et cetera. And I loved it. I loved it. At the time, I thought I was going to work in the area of mergers and acquisitions to help grow more thriving businesses over time. So I was really excited about business and how it ran and how they made money and, you know, just how to make it work. Love it. Did you say supply chain finance or business finance? Uh, business finance. Okay. So su supply chain wasn't even a term we used ah, back in those that. days. Now I'm dating myself again. But, uh, <laughs> but we talked about logistics and we talked about manufacturing and distribution activities, but they were very siloed at that point in time. And supply chain, the term of supply chain or value chain is really where those all came together. Mm. You know, it's interesting, that notion of the value chain, that was what I'd heard before I'd heard supply chain and certainly before we really began embracing the notion of the end-to-end -end supply chain and really what, what entails there. That's still, that's still a really interesting conversation to have, especially with, with schools and with hiring managers. Um, so going back to your story, uh, because it, it's pretty impressive what you did right out of college. So tell us more. Yeah, so out of college, I went to work for what today is Accenture. So it was Anderson Consulting at the time. And it was fascinating because it was the opportunity for me to bring together some of that practical business knowledge and technology. Uh, and one of the first projects that I worked on with, um, with Accenture was actually at the Accenture Advanced Technology Center. And what was going on is we were actually writing manufacturing and shop floor control systems. And I got to be a part of that effort. And it was fascinating. I got to see the manufacturing operations of a number of different businesses and think about things that we do very easily with digital supply chain technology today. And that's optimizing production sequencing and moves throughout a manufacturing center. So, um, so it's fascinating. And we could spend an hour talking just about that project, but it was very leading edge at the time and really opened my eyes to more opportunities and how to apply what I knew about finance and business management to actually improving supply chain manufacturing and distribution operations. Beyond that project, I imagine having the ability at, especially right out of school, to see so many different business models through the different consulting engagements, the different conversations you were part of. I bet that was really helpful at, a, at an early age, huh? It was. It was fascinating. Um, and one of the most interesting clients that I worked on 
was in a situation not unlike what we're in today, right? Never waste a, a crisis or an opportunity to transform your business. And this particular client was a global manufacturer and they were emerging from chapter 11. So emerging from bankruptcy, um, large global operation, and um, obviously operating in a more profitable manner um, and deciding which parts of their business to invest in or divest uh, was a big part of that initiative. And it was just a great opportunity to come in and contribute and do some analysis on their business and, and understanding. And um, one of the, the projects that I loved working on for them uh, was around creating an executive dashboard that tracked key performance indicators across their different divisions. And Scott, get a load of this. So some of the things, some of the questions we were striving to answer were things like, how much product do we need? Where should that product be located? Who are my priority customers? What's my overall revenue generation from a particular channel or customer? What's the margin contribution? These sound pretty familiar, don't they? They're like, still relevant today. questions we're asking today. <laughs> I know, age-old business questions. But at the time, it was revolutionary. And in working with them to pull together what was a custom executive information dashboard at the time was just fascinating. And uh, gave me the opportunity to, uh, to jump into some of the manufacturing operations because I had the expertise there and spend time at a variety of different plants and, and really study what was going on. And, uh, and they taught me a few things as well along the way, I've got to tell you for sure. Well, so let's dive into that because, you know, one of our favorite things to ask here is about Eureka moments, right? Because we all have them. You know, I can think just when I say that phrase, it's like my mind races back to a couple of things where I'm a little bit slow sometimes, Corinne, and it dawns on me that I'm doing something wrong or thinking about something wrong. I've made the wrong assumptions, whatever. So, Share, especially uh, with that foundation you've laid of that early career, what are some eureka moments you had as part of your journey? Yeah, so that, that project in particular was a real eye-opener for me. So again, we, we've said at this point that most businesses didn't think in terms of a comprehensive supply chain yet. So they were still fairly siloed or manufacturing was under one executive and distribution may have been under another transportation um, may, may have been under another, and then typically forecasting and promotional activities were in sales and marketing, and so they were run this way um, in the business. So um, let me share like one scenario. So I took the division forecast mm -hmm. for a particular plant and went and met with the top plant manager. This guy was amazing. His numbers were great. His team loved him. Uh, he was seen as highly reliable in, in uh, satisfying customer demands, all the right stuff. So I was really excited to meet him. And I'd already met with about a half a dozen other plant managers at the time. And so I sat down with him and I said, let's go over the demand forecast. Let's look at that and help me understand what you do with it, right? Why does your plant run so well and, you know, is not having some of the challenges? And so I met with him and um, a gentleman that he referred to fondly as his, um, his production expediter. So I bet a few of our listeners have a production expediter <laughs> even today. So this was the man who could get it done. I mean, he was the one out there moving things around, changing pegboards to make sure our product got produced. 
as needed. He was a genius. But what was interesting is they looked at this demand forecast, and it was pretty detailed at the time, items, customers, you know, relative time periods that they were needed. Well, that plant manager, you know, nodded a lot and said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they sat back, he crossed his arms, and he looked at his expediter, and they picked up the, he picked up the report, he balled it up, and threw it in the trash. And I sat there for about 10 seconds thinking, okay, what's next? And uh, he said, well, that's really just a guideline. It's just a suggestion of what should be produced. Mm. We know how to run our manufacturing operation, and we can do it efficiently and effectively. And we want to ship any product any day. And I said, okay, so tell me how you make that happen. Tell me how you take that information that you've now balled up, so we're not even triangulating it against the plan that they're putting in place. And that started really the opportunity to kind of jump in, roll up my sleeves, and do some interesting things like activity-based costing and line runs and, and productivity improvements. But one of the huge aha moments I had is that this particular plant manager prided himself on his low waste rates. So, because that means they're producing high-quality product. There's not a lot of scrap that's happening. And so I asked about that and what that meant. And then I asked about a new warehouse that they were building at the plant, so located on the plant property. And he said, well, we want to ship any product any day, so we need plenty of inventory. Okay? And then I pulled up all their obsolescence numbers, their damaged goods, their unsaleables, their write-offs and write-downs. And I noticed they were pretty high or certainly higher than benchmarks that were available in the market. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me, Scott, that the plant manager's vision of waste at the time only had to do with the production process, waste that was um, created during the manufacturing, not waste that happened from finished goods. And so, again, it was that silo mentality, kind of thinking about just what am I measured on, And how do I make sure those metrics look good for my team versus what's good for the business overall? So we had some pretty good aha moments right out of the gate and some opportunities to really change um, and rely more on some shared metrics across the business. That reminds me of of some of the companies I've rubbed elbows with or worked with in my career where they have this this phrase, this islands of excellence. And in some cases, some companies are really good about creating a culture where those high-performing plants would share what they're doing with other other facilities, whether they were similar facilities or maybe completely different, but still they'd be sharing some of those best practices. And then other companies, other cultures, it was it, the environment and the culture really created so much internal competition that there was no enterprise-wide breakthrough because it was all, you know, they kept it to themselves within the four walls. And, and it, it's such an interesting industrial psychology study when, when, as I think back through those experiences. But, but and they, you know, to their credit, they had plant manager meetings and they would talk about some of these things, but they didn't realize what they didn't know. So they didn't know what they didn't know. They were very skilled, but that skill was typically encapsulated in, let's say, their four walls and how they ran their business. And so it was the first or one of the few opportunities at that time where they had stepped back and somebody had evaluated performance at a detailed level and at a best practice level across several of the um, production facilities throughout North America. And, um, and just being able to show them some of the, the facts, the metrics that were quantifiable 
it just drained the emotion. And I think that that's so important, Scott, even today, is that if we can look objectively at a set of measures and take some of that emotion, some of that bias out, it allows us to make some better decisions. That doesn't mean that, um, that individual intuition and tribal knowledge is not important, but we want to make sure that we're all working off of a common set of data and analytics that's trusted by the business. Yes, and not relying on what could be emotional attachment to processes or, or how we do things for the sake of that's how we've done things, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And we talk about, in supply chain today, we still talk about bias, the introduction of human bias, mm. right? Um, whether it's from a sales team that wants to make sure that doesn't trust the supply chain team to have enough inventory, and so they're going to, you know, pad their numbers a little bit um, in that process, or whether it's a manufacturing operation that wants to have a little bit of extra on hand as well. So those buffers that occur with good intentions still degrade overall profitability for, for businesses that are trying to be fast and flexible in, in the way they respond to new market opportunities. It feels like we're scratching the surface. I bet you could write a book on some of those experiences. I want to transition a bit because cumulatively, and I know you only shared a couple of, of your business experiences with us, you know, what have you learned about talents, skill sets, passion? What did you learn about yourself, about Corinne Bursa through this journey? I guess the first thing I learned is I was fascinated by manufacturing, by seeing the conversion of raw material into finished goods. And I was also in awe of the pride that the manufacturers, that the folks on the floor took in the work that they did. It's inspirational. If our audience has not had the opportunity to actually visit a manufacturing or production site, we, we need to encourage that to happen because it changes the way you view supply chain activities. So make sure you reach out to your peers. So if I can interject for just a second, yeah. because when I was tapped on the shoulder at some random dinner meeting at an industry association, and they said, hey, do you want to volunteer to put together plant tours? I don't think I had been on too many. Even though, even though my grandfather retired as a machine operator from Kimberly-Clark, I still, for me, I hadn't made that connection. That experience facilitating and going on tours changed my entire life. And that's not even dramatic. But to your point of seeing it and seeing the innovation, seeing the problem solving, seeing the pride, it's addictive frankly it's it very is. addictive so uh, if you're listening and you haven't been on a plant tour especially a manufacturing tour go to us you find an association in your uh, neck of the woods you can go to chambers these days put on uh, plant tours find one and get out and and go to the gimba because it can be life-changing it is I, I totally agree and that was that was one of the things that just got me excited about what was happening in the industry and the opportunities the other thing i learned about myself scott was that i was really good at translating business needs and technology requirements and kind of bridging that gap, if you will, or helping in that communication process to help define what we needed to do and what good looked like and how we could serve the business well with technology applications. And so I got excited about that. And it all came together as digital supply chain. And here we are looking back at, you know, nearly 25 years of doing just that, of translating business requirements into strategic goals and objectives um, for 
leading technology in the area of supply chain. So it's been a lot of fun and there's still a lot more, a lot more on the horizon. Before we, we talk about how that plays into uh, the new Tech Talk podcast, do you feel that, I'll ask the expert here, because I'm not a technologist by any means, do you feel that what you've been working on for most of your career for many organizations was, was a kind of a nice to have, and then this new information age hits, and especially 2020 hits, and now it's table stakes. Is there, is there an element of that, you think? I absolutely firmly believe supply chain has taken center stage. Um, in all of its forms and, and factions, whether we're talking about demand planning and forecasting or we're talking about that last mile delivery. Mm. It is all, you know, highlighted today. Uh, COVID has put that front and center and those companies that have been able to respond quickly and retool or reprioritize repro certain products or make new products uh, to respond to the, the new needs for PPE in the marketplace um, are really seen today as leaders and innovators, and it is exciting. It's a lot of fun. I really think this is the best time ever to be in supply chain, and that's part of why I'm so excited about Tech Talk as a podcast as well. We are too, and, and I, I've got to add one more thing. I was reading an article about a really large foods manufacturer, and the CEO joined the company uh, a year or two ago, and when he joined, he said that supply chain would be at the heart of the company's turnaround, to your point. Uh, Corinne. And one of the big things they've done, speaking to some of your earlier experiences, is create this, I think they're calling it very creatively or non-creatively, an operations center. But yeah. it's going to bring in all these functions up under this integrated uh, management approach from you know distribution to procurement to R&D to marketing, you name it, all under this new program. And they're, they're expecting this to save beyond all the other good stuff it does for the company, I'm sure, $2 billion over the next five years. I was going to say billions, billions wow. in breaking down these silos and really accelerating. You know, what, we're going to talk on Tech Talk. We will talk about things like accelerating the flow of information, right? Seeing signals sooner. And you're going to hear me time and time again come back to this theme of replacing inventory with information, right? We can be quicker and more responsive to market changes when we're able to produce and distribute because we've got that increased visibility or machine learning and artificial intelligence have helped us to refine our forecast or to tune our inventory um, requirements for the business or to optimize our distribution routes. So tons and tons of opportunity and for many companies, many of those global brands, you are talking billions. And I think that's a great example of a business that's looking comprehensively about how do I take my human capital, that expertise, and the technology to really solve and accelerate the flow of goods and the response and keeping customers happy. You're preaching at the First Baptist Church of Supply Chain, it feels like, and I'm a... I'm in the I, right place then. <laughs> I'd volunteer to be a deacon in your church there, Corinne. You're, I, I really like what you're, you're saying. There's so many kindred spirits here. And, and as, as Kara Smith-Brown has said, it is supply chain's moment, I think, is, 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 is her phrase. You're already kind of foreshadowing some of the things that folks can expect to hear and engage in and learn more about with Tech Talk. But expound a little bit more. What else, if you were describing some of the things that come, future episodes, what else would that involve? Yeah, so we're going to talk about some fundamentals, right? Just so we're all on the same page, we'll talk about what the heck is this digital supply chain and what does it mean? And why do I even care about that, right? 
and we'll talk about some topics like planning and forecasting and multi-echelon inventory optimization, sales and operations planning, which you know is near and dear to my heart as a topic that I think adds tremendous value to businesses of all sizes. Um, we'll talk about things like what the heck is a digital twin and do I need one? Um, and what's that twin going to do for me? So maybe I need triplets and not just a twin, but uh, we'll, we'll dive into that a little further as well and talk about areas of automation, um, new opportunities around the Internet of Things or robotics and how that is accelerating the flow and collection of data, the signals that are used, and not just what's happening on the production floor, but what's happening out in the marketplace as well. So lots and lots of ideas, but Scott, I got to tell you, I want to know what our, our audience wants to hear because I want to make sure that we put some priority around those topics. And I'm hoping that they're going to be sharing some of their insights as well because I know they're so shy and they hold back all the time. Now, I, one thing I love about the supply chain now audience is that they do offer up and they're looking to help each other and bring new ideas to the table and share what's working. And we want to do that with Tech Talk as well. I'm with you. I'm completely with you. It has been, there's been no shortage of surprises as, as you know, we've continued to grow and reach more folks and, and, and cover more aspects of, of this fascinating industry that is global supply chain. But I got to tell you, seeing the level of engagement and, and how they lean in to the shows or live streams or, or how they, you know, they share some of the things that they're experiencing or some of the things that, that we should be covering, frankly, mm-hmm. it is, it's, it's a secret sauce and some, and the, perhaps one of the best parts of this journey. So I'm looking forward to Tech Talk, you know, benefiting from that same level of engagement. All right, to your last point you made, you want to hear, you want to put your finger on the pulse of what folks want to hear about and and where they want to engage in terms of different subject matter. So how can folks that are listening to this conversation reach out and connect with you and Tech Talk? Absolutely. Hey, Scott, first of all, let me congratulate you on your global audience. I've seen some of the numbers recently, Mm. and they are impressive. Mm. And I've listened to a few of the live streams where you're bringing in folks around the world on a regular basis. Mm. So congratulations. Um, Obviously, they're seeing a lot of value in the content and information um, that that your team has been sharing um, and that the the Uh, different podcasts that you're offering and live streams as well. So congratulations on that. Really appreciate it. Getting in touch with me. Um, So number one, I want to drive them to Supply Chain Now, supplychainnow.com, and uh, and check out Tech Talk, like us, look at the information, share your ideas with with us there, but also connect with me on LinkedIn. um, And uh, let me give you the first name. So it's it's a little unusual. It's pronounced Corinne. Karin, and it's spelled K-A-R-I-N. That's the first name. Last name is easy. It's Bursa, B-U-R-S-A. So look for me on LinkedIn, Karin Bursa, and I'd love to connect with you there or connect with you on Supply Chain Now and, uh, and um, respond to your feedback. And I'd also ask that our audience share this uh, Tech Talk podcast with their friends in the industry as well. Wonderful. And, you know, as always, we're going to make it – as easy as possible for our audience to connect. We'll be featuring Corinne's LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So it's one click. That's what we try. That's what we're all after, right? <laughs> one click. Make it easy. 
That is right. And, and I want to echo Corinne's sentiment. We'd love to hear from you about what you want to cover. You know, early on in our earliest days, we're way, you know, we love Atlanta and, and love the business city that is Metro Atlanta and, and the diversity of POV and industry that's here. But we're way too focused on what's here. And we've really made very deliberate strides to cover global stories and, and global leaders, global companies, practitioners, and, and issues around the world. So let us know what we're not covering enough via Tech Talk or Supply Chain Now. That's really valuable to us. All right. So again, I'm partial, but this is going to be a home run series. No doubt it's going to be working hard. Corinne's going to be working hard. The team here is going to be working hard to continue to elevate your supply chain IQ, Mr. and Mrs. Audience, especially during this time. Challenging times. It sounds close, so cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. You know, these are very unique historical times that we're all trying to navigate through together. I, uh, I love the phrase, Corinne, I think it is same boat, different storms, or I might have it backwards. But, you know, we're all fighting through some very common challenges, and then we all have some different unique challenges, business and otherwise. So but this here, our team prides ourselves on bringing the best. That's one of the chief reasons I'm so excited is because Corinne Bursa is one of the best. And to have Tech Talk here as part of the Supply Chain Now family programming, we feel like we have upheld that that standard, that commitment we have here. So, Corinne, thank you so much. We're so excited. Uh, thank you. And it's a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to answer questions. We're all going to get smarter in the process. And, uh, and I'm hoping that we inspire the next generation of supply chain leaders. Well put, as always. So we've been chatting with Corinne Bursa here on the first episode of Tech Talk. Again, you can find that wherever you get your podcast from, T-E-K-T-O-K. I got that right, Corinne? Got it. That's it. (laughs) I need to practice that about 17 more times (laughs) for the next one. But really excited about it. Uh, Check it out. Subscribe. Let Corinne and the whole Supply Chain Now team Let us know what you want to hear about. But we're going to be launching out of the gate with some rock-solid episodes that's going to help us all. So on that note, you can check out all of our uh, wide variety of thought leadership at Supply Chain Now at SupplyChainNowRadio.com. Yeah, that radio is going away really soon. Depending on when we publish this episode, it might be SupplyChainNow.com or SupplyChainNowRadio.com. But, hey, shoot us a note. We'll be there to help. And, you know, beyond finding Tech Talk, beyond finding Supply Chain Now, wherever you get your podcast from, we want to challenge our audience the same way we challenge ourselves and our team. Hey, do good, give forward, be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time here on Tech Talk on Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody.